We are the Morning Jam. I keep my nose on the grindstone, work hard every day. I might get a little tired on the weekend. After I draw my pay, I'll go back working. Come Monday morning, I'm right back with the crew. I drank a little beer that evening. Sing a little bit of these working man blues. Well, it's time to sing them again. It is Monday morning, and we're glad that you're spending your uh, Monday morning with us here on the Morning Jam. I'm Janet Rose. Hope you had a good weekend, and uh, hope you hope you enjoyed it. We pulled off like the ultimate surprise party this weekend. Oh, for uh, for our Aunt Bonnie. Ooh. She turned seventy. Uh, and she is like the youngest 70 year old ever like from the way she acts the way she looks like ev- everything and she is very nosy i need to introduce you to my grandparents well i'm not trying to discredit that but they're also in their 70s and they do some insane things but she looks like she's i'll show you a picture of her she it's just, it's just incredible but she is very nosy mm-hmm. so it took a lot of shenanigans just to to get but we managed to pull it off we managed to get her there and she had she had no no clue that wow uh, i yeah, yeah 70 yeah just that. just saying she's she's got it going on hey there so good for her yeah it was so it was fun it was fun to be able because she's she is a very difficult one to to trick but but we were able to to do it and everybody showed up and it was fun and yeah, it was good. Memories were made. Happiness was had by all. So there you go. Uh, here's your thought of the day for this Monday. Are you ready? When people do not ignore what they should ignore, but ignore what they should not ignore, this is the epitome of ignorance. Hmm. And that was written like a long, long time ago by a philosopher. So... Let that be a lesson to all of us, I think. Uh, today, with our Mind Jam trivia, our number, uh, 434-248-0704. That's our text number, because we like for you to text your guesses to us. Uh, we're talking all things cookie. This popular cookie became popular in America in the early 1900s. In addition to being over 100 years old, it is said to have been inspired by the French word for gold. What cookie are we talking about? 434-248-0704 is our number. We'll have the answer coming up. We'd love to see your guesses this morning. On this day in history in 1945, George Neeson of Cedar Rapids, Iowa, receives a patent for the first modern trampoline, thereby creating hours and hours and hours of fun for thousands of children all over the world. I loved a trampoline. I still love a trampoline. Me too. I I would do a half. My mom had like the little one in the house. That would, that was fun. Yeah. Well, but, but the big one, I a friend had one, and we would play on that. I had. I, I could do like a half flip. I had a lot of little ones, and then the boys would steal them, and they would go and they would put them in front of their basketball hoops and dunk and and dunk, or they would do tricks. Like one would bounce off the thing and and throw the ball, and then the other one would come and bounce. Yeah. Anybody do like an elbow drop? 
No, I don't remember that. But but the, you probably didn't see it. They would, I guarantee. I a hundred percent guarantee were, they were breaking out some wrestling moves. Of course they were. Macho Man elbow drop. But mostly they were doing tricks with the with the basketball. So my little trampolines were constantly getting trashed because that's how they rolled. Uh, in 1965, the Temptation single "My Girl" reaches number one on the Billboard charts. Written and produced by the Miracles members Smokey Robinson and Ronald White. Talking about my girl, my girl. I've got so much honey, the bees me. It's one of those songs where it starts playing and your blood pressure goes, okay, I'm going to chill out a little bit. Uh, in 1981, Walter Cronkite signs off as anchorman of CBS Evening News, probably the last time you could really believe what you were hearing news-wise. I don't mean to be cynical, but probably true and that's the way it is friday march 6 1981 i'll be away on assignment and dan rather will be sitting in here for the next few years good night this has been the cbs evening news with walter cronkite is it sitting in if it's for a few years i don't know maybe um also having a birthday today is lynchburg's own Actress Connie Britton, who's turning 56 years old today. Here she is in an interview uh, talking about leaving Lynchburg, going to New York, and her first job as a paid actor. She got paid $50 to be in a murder mystery, like a dinner theater thing. I think they just don't like the idea of America. Oh, wait a minute. Sorry. Wrong. Uh, This is director Rob Reiner. He's also having a birthday today. I'll get to him in a minute. Here's actress Connie Britton. Well, the hardest part about it was I had to sit at a table full of people that I didn't know and act like I wasn't a murder mystery actress. And then I'd have to sneak somehow. I'd bend over to my purse, and I had these little white tablets in my purse that I had to sneak into my mouth, and then I'd come back up to the table, and then I'd start frothing at the mouth, and I'd fall over and die. So you were the dead body. (laughs) <laughs> how long did you have to lie there? You don't dead? know how hard that is. Yeah, she said she would take it because she got paid 50 bucks and she got dinner. So I guess if you're a struggling actress in New York, especially coming from Lynchburg, that was a that was a pretty good deal. Also having a birthday today is director, actor Rob Reiner. He turned 76 years old today. Of course, America first met him uh, when he was playing Meathead or Michael Stivick on all in the family. This was the first meeting between uh, Michael Stivick and Archie Bunker on the show in the 70s. I think they just don't like the idea of America fighting an illegal and immoral war. Well, if they don't like it, they can lump it. <laughs> Take it down the road and dump it. <laughs> what are you, you saying America love it or leave it? That's right. It's a free country, so am's great. Well, that would include me too, Mr. Bunker. Then toodly you to you too. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, Lord. I know I shouldn't like it, but I do. And so did the rest of America. Uh, TV personality John Stossel is having a birthday today, turning 76 years old. Some call him the myth buster. The poor get poorer? People keep talking about the evil of income inequality. It's true that some rich people have gotten absurdly rich. But the other claim that they got rich while the poor people got poorer 
It's just a myth. As we've increased the number of billionaires around the world, extreme poverty has actually shrunk down. Hmm. Imagine that. Plus, some people don't like John Stossel because he does reports like that. Uh, also having a birthday today is country singer-songwriter Skip Ewing. He is 59 years old today. He has written a lot of hits for a lot of people. If you were uh, listening to country music in the 80s, you probably heard a lot of his music as well. I always really liked him. Uh, here he is. He's turning 59 today. I should have known it all along. Every time I think it's gone your memory wins again. Yeah. Talented guy. Uh, another musician having a birthday today is uh, drummer Hugh Grundy of the Zombies. He is turning 78 years old today. There you go. Our, uh, our Mind Jam trivia today, we are talking about all things cookie. And uh, this is a popular cookie that's been popular in America for over 100 years. In addition to being over 100 years old, it is said to have been inspired by the French word for gold. Those are your clues for today. There are so many popular cookies. Yeah, but I, the most popular probably is the Oreo. Okay, if you're talking about a manufactured cookie, yes. That would be correct. That'd be... Well, or Toll House. Which is older, though? Uh, I'm not sure, I but I'm leaning, I'm leaning Oreo as my guess here. Okay. Because... You're not keep, alone. Somebody else guessed keep, Oreo. I always keep double stuff in my fridge. <laughs> Just for good measure. Now, are you an Oreo purist? Do you think... Do you think, like... Do you only buy a classic Oreo? Double or, stuff, yeah. Or do you ever go well, to a I flavor? Have, I have before like, gotten peanut butter, the Reese's one a couple times. Those there's, a, there's a dessert in the summertime that I'll make, and it requires um, lemon Oreos. Yeah. And I you know, will occasionally. Sometimes what I'll do is I'll um, dip my Oreos in peanut butter. Okay, that sounds weird to me. But oh, it's delicious. Mark Lamb would love that. It's for sure. Oh, it's it's honestly delicious. Okay. I mean, you get the sweet and salty. Yeah, life is good. I highly recommend it. (laughs) Well, we'll tell you if uh, your guess was correct, and we'll take a look at some of the other guesses uh, coming up here in uh, just a little bit. Also, lots of things to cover. Oh, Fig Newton says good guess, Bear. You might be right. We'll have have that answer coming up in just a little bit. Um, Lots of things to cover this morning. Some very weird stories. I mean... Virginia is starting to look more like Florida with some of these stories. It's, it's kind of crazy. Uh, so we'll take a look at uh, at some headlines, and we'll get you updated on all the things that you need to know on this Monday edition of the Morning Jam. Sometime I think about leaving, do a little bumming around. I want to throw my bills out the window, catch a train to another town. Start your mornings on the right foot and listen to the Morning Jam. Oh, 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 my best friend and an Oreo cookie. She loves the crunchy chocolate. I like the creamy middle. Been eating them this way since we were very little. We'll always be friends with O-R-E-O. Friends are better when you pair them. Oreos are better. 
cookies. Share them. Nabisco. It is National Oreo Day today. So have yourself an Oreo today. Our Mind Jam trivia was uh, about a popular cookie. It became popular in the early 1900s. Not only is that 100 years old, but it is said to have been inspired by the French word for gold. But uh, and its original packaging was was gold, and well, I don't have, even know that they have gold packaging for certain Oreos. Apparently, the original packaging was that. It's also vegan and kosher. It's also delicious. And it became, uh, it started with a fallout between two brothers, like they were battling it out at different cookie places. So, needless to say, the Oreo probably won. So. There you go. They also had, <laughs> they were produced by the National Biscuit Company, Nabisco, and were released as part of a trio of highest class biscuits, including the Mother Goose Biscuit. That one didn't have longevity. And uh, the Veronese Biscuit. Hmm. All right. Well, there you go. All right, uh, we are going to be taking a look at your national and local headlines this morning. Several things to, to talk about. Um, we've got a caller on the line wanting to talk about the 2024 election this morning. Good morning. Hey, hey, Hi. Janet. Hey, uh, Alan. Appreciate the, appreciate the Merle Hager there for a trucker. That's, like, awesome. Oh, yeah. But, uh, hey, I also wanted to tell you the Jesus Revolution movie is fantastic. I laughed. I cheered. I cried. Man, just fantastic movie. Oh, uh, Totally enjoyed it uh, this weekend. Um, two things happened in the presidential race this, this weekend. Well, Trump won 70% of the vote at CPAC, and in order to win the nomination, uh, for the Republicans, you have to win CPAC. So, um, that's typically the case. So he won 70% of the vote, and I think DeSantis only got like 26% or something. Anyway, that was that. And then Robert Kennedy Jr. announced on Twitter, and he went up to East Palestine, and he's going to run for president against Joe Biden. And I'm a huge Robert Kennedy Jr. fan, son of the former, uh, Robert Kennedy and his uncle, uh, JFK. Um, I'm, I'm excited for both of those. I'm excited for Trump winning the nomination or winning the CPAC. And I'm excited mm-hmm. for Robert Kennedy Jr. getting into the race. We got some anti-war people coming in. Trump's so, anti-war. So Robert why Kennedy are you Jr. excited about Robert Kennedy Jr.? Wouldn't he be a better adversary against Trump than Biden? I just think it gives me a better choice if I that way I got two horses in it in the election that are anti-war because I love Jesus and I hate war and I hate all of that industrial military complex. Well, if stuff. you love Jesus, I don't think voting for Robert Kennedy Jr. is going to serve you well. Well, I'm just saying if Trump, well, really would Trump suit me well too? <laughs> but well, you know, if, if it, you know, if it so, comes to abortion and and yeah, I mean, I'm, of, pro, I'm all pro yeah. life, but I'm just, I'm just, I would rather have Robert Kennedy Jr. and than Biden. Well, I think any, Biden we'd rather have a, anybody rather than Biden, but yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd rather have Bernie Sanders and than oh, Biden. Oh Lord, you know, but <laughs> oh, I mean, honestly, if I'm just being a real and I'm being honest, I mean, I, I like different opinions, and I'm not setting my 
weeds. I, I'm open to other ideas, but I do not like people like Biden, Hillary, Paul Ryan, all of these, Lindsey Graham, these people, Bush family. These people are all pro-war, and they get money. Dick Cheney is another one, Liz Cheney. I just don't like those people. So anytime you can knock those people out, it's good okay. to me, you know. Well, so. I, I appreciate you calling in this morning, Alan. Thanks. Thanks, Janet. Uh-huh. Have a good day. You too. Yeah, I, I calls like that confuse me. They genuinely confuse me because I, I don't... I mean, there was a time when I used to say, oh, I can vote for the person. There was a time when I was younger that I that's was That's where like, I'm at now. And that's, and that's typical. That's, that's very typical um, to, to, be, to, be that, to be that person. Because I have voted for a different person every election. A different person or a different party? Both. Okay. Um, because... At the end of the day, if you're going to get anything accomplished, you you have to vote your values, and you have to vote the you know the party that best represents your values. I will also add, I did not vote. I, I will vote third party too at this point, but I, understanding that it doesn't that mean it, as much as right, right. So I mean, I, and I think eventually we're we're going to kind of get away of away from that, maybe. Um, but, but when it comes to voting, you have to vote your values. And I am to a point now to where I just don't think I could ever, ever, ever vote for somebody who's for growing the government, having a bigger government, who is okay with having a baby delivered and, and murdering that baby who, and wants to call it a woman's choice. I can't vote for a party that says it's okay for, you know, to, to lop off parts of children and let them make the decision to be a different gender than what God made them at birth. I mean, those are just things, and maybe I'm just getting old, but I will never, ever, ever be able to do that. And it doesn't matter who the person is representing those values. I will not vote for them. And um, and, and same thing, and I know some people are excited about about Trump, I think that would be the most horrible thing that could happen um, to the GOP because we have other people who can pick up the mantle and not be so divisive. And um, and so I find that a little discouraging, especially in light of some of the headlines that we're seeing now. Um, we've got, we're closer to world war. It amazes me where people were saying, you know, well, Trump's going to put us in world war and we're going to he's going to ruin the economy. And now the people who are saying that are dragging us into world war and ruin the economy. Um, their the German chancellor has come out and is uh, warning of consequences if China sends arms to Russia. Dear Lord, could you imagine if China and Russia team up together? I mean, other than the fact that they might destroy themselves because of the uh, of the, the egos there. But, I mean, things are really heating up around the world, for sure, right now. And we need to just try to be extremely prayerful that whatever leader can deliver in such a time as this is, uh, is, is going to be, uh, you know, appointed. I'm not convinced that, that Trump is the one, but, you know, we'll see. In the meantime, uh, Buttigieg, he's, uh, he's in the hot seat right now. He is. Um, 
<laughs> he's not really wanting to answer questions about some of the taxpayer-funded flights. There's an investigation going on there. He's kind of stonewalling with that. We'll take a look at that story in a little bit. CNN still trying to, well, not just CNN, but a lot of the major networks uh, are having some credibility issues as uh, they were ordering people not to chase down the COVID lab leak theory. Uh, You know, we're not going to trace that. We're just going to, like, continue to say that people are racist who call it a China virus. So that story isn't going away. And then some very strange local stories that we'll uh, cover for you as well uh, coming up this morning, uh, including in Virginia, syphilis is on the rise in Virginia for men and women. That report came out over the weekend. Very alarming. Uh, And also uh, the CDC is talking about a fast-moving stomach illness that is extremely easy to pick up. We'll tell you about both of those things coming up. It is a full jam-packed morning this morning on the Morning Jam here on the Virginia Talk Radio Network. time for your morning jam weather brought to you by WDBJ7. The spring-like warmth will continue as we kick off a brand new work week. I'm meteorologist Bradford Ambrose. High temperatures near 70 this Monday afternoon with a mix of sun and clouds to a mostly sunny sky. Temperatures a little bit cooler on Tuesday with highs into the 60s, near 60 on Wednesday, lower 60s on Thursday. And then we're tracking our next weather maker as we head toward Friday with below normal high temperatures likely. Currently this morning, we're at 40 degrees in Bedford, Roanoke, and Salem, 39 in Lynchburg, 38 in Danville, 40 in Amherst, and in Appomattox. Well, it is Monday morning, and if you have any question about that, you can just look at some of the headlines and go, yep, that looks like a Monday to me. Uh, Strange story out of Carroll County, Virginia. It reads more like something from Florida to me virginia woman for a virginia woman i know you're th- you're thinking a tampa woman but no a homeowner in carroll county took matters into his own hands what this is so surreal to me when a naked woman showed up and started attacking him with a frying pan This story came out from the carroll county sheriff's office law enforcement said this happened on february 26th A homeowner heard a noise behind his house and found a stranger coming into his home. According to the sheriff's office, she was an unclothed female who started beating the man in the head and hands with a cast iron frying pan. And let me tell you, first of all, you got to be pretty strong to wield one of those, but that could do some damage. He managed to to kind of push her back outside onto the porch 
where she started turning all the electric breakers, beating on the kitchen window, and yelling at the homeowner to get out of her house or she was going to kill him. So clearly, this woman has like a mental health break or is on drugs or, or, or something, I would think. Um, the female then began beating on the same door in which she had already made entry previously, at which time the owner discharged his firearm, striking her in the lower leg. When you don't like Janet's five times. <laughs> Calmed her with her, with her skillet. Um, her name is Paula Locklear. She was taken to the hospital, treated and released, charged with felony breaking and entering in an occupied home. It was Paula Dean. That armed, was it. Armed with a deadly weapon. True. Assault and battery. Property damage. Being held without bond. Um, but there's plenty of butter on that pan. Stop. <laughs> and the shooting, now, they're now saying the shooting was justified. No charges are going to be filed. So he's not going to be, he's not going to be charged at all. Which, I mean, I don't guess. He defended himself. <laughs> he did defend himself. That's, it's sad though. That's a sad story. I mean, obviously she is not well for that. But I, I saw that headline and I thought, no way is that a headline from Virginia, but no, no, it absolutely was. Carroll County. Wow. All righty. There you go. So, a couple of notes from um, Healthwise in Virginia. Uh, Centers for Disease Control and Prevention is warning people about the rising threat of a drug resistant bacteria. Um, Officials say the bacteria is called Shingella, and infections from it can cause fever, severe abdominal distress, and stomach problems. Um, you're going to be very sick if you get this. They say typically it will go away on its own, even though it's a bacterial infection. But it is not something that you're going to want to endure. Um, the outbreaks of Shingella, this is interesting. Okay. All right. Stop texting me. Naughty things, y'all. They renamed the, the, the disease. All right. You all are terrible people. Mark, I'm proud of you. Uh, um, so it can be spread through contaminated food, water, surfaces, and through sexual contact, which is just weird uh, a lot of restaurants are concerned about um, this spreading of course through through restaurants um, and they're taking steps to you know try to make sure that that doesn't happen it's commonly reported they say ar- around young children but adults are not exempt they say in order to protect your children they cannot reiterate how important it is to wash your hands, wash your hands, wash your hands, and to encourage your children not to share drinks, food, that kind of thing. Um, It is a drug-resistant infection. It can be treated, but typically it's just rest and hydration. Uh, Sometimes more severe cases, depending on who it hits, uh, require hospitalizations, and, and it has killed people before 
if they already have some other health things going on. So just be aware that this is going on. Wash those hands, folks, because that is not something that you're going to want to have to to deal with if you don't have to. Another story that we're, uh, we're getting reports on that is pretty disturbing is syphilis cases are on the rise in Virginia. And when I say on the rise, I don't mean just a little uptick here. This is, and, and, and again, I, I sound like I'm 80 years old, but people are just completely out of control right now. I don't know why anybody's surprised that these stories are coming out. Uh, this is according to the Blue Ridge Health District. They're seeing a large number of diagnosis of syphilis compared to, say, the early 2000s. The director of STD Prevention and Surveillance with the Virginia Department of Health says syphilis rates among women has increased 406%, 406%, and 721% in men. Any man who is sexually active can certainly get syphilis. Some groups are disproportionately affected. Cases are the highest in people between the ages of 30 to 39. And let me tell you something. People used to die of syphilis. People used to go crazy because of syphilis. It is not something to mess around with. And if you think you've got something going on, you better go get yourself to a doctor. That number just completely floored me. 406% increase in women, 700% and 21% in men. Bear says it's because Virginia is for lovers. Okay. Well, and, and yeah. Okay. I don't think you have to be loving on everybody, Bear. That's all I'm saying. You guys are in rare form. Bear, that was great. This morning. They are just, they are killing it. I'm impressed with your naughty texting our number is 866-916-3776 if you want to you know share that with the share your insight with the world live on the air i really wish i'm upset i really wish i thought of the virginia's for lovers line i know that was a that was a good one bears in rare form this morning but i I, I mean we joke about it but it's really it's really not funny it's pretty disgusting (laughs) when you think about it like nobody nobody wants to i don't want to think about that it's a bumpy situation it's it's disgusting and i don't want to think about it so i'm not going to think about it uh yeah we're not going to do that coming up we're going to be talking about a interesting new diet plan that a gentleman in tennessee is going to be trying i i don't i don't know you've heard of supersize me He's, uh, he's taking the, the whole idea of super downsize me. I'm not sure how that's going to work, but he seems pretty confident that it's going to work for him. I guess we will find out. So uh, I'll be having that story for you in just a, a little bit here on the Morning Jam. It's time for Janet's Five and Dine on the Morning Jam. 
give her five minutes, and she'll give you some great inspiration for a delicious meal tonight. Five and Dine is brought to you by our friends at Evanel Market. They're on Memorial Avenue in Lynchburg, cutting and grinding fresh meats every single day and working hard to keep their prices low so you can keep your food bill in check. Today, I'm giving you a recipe that's a little bit different, but it is comfort food at its best. It is a chicken ricotta meatball, and it's so delicious. You're going to start by preheating your oven to 450 degrees, line a large bake sheet with parchment paper, and in a medium bowl, you're going to combine some breadcrumbs uh, along with a little bit of milk. So a half a cup of Italian breadcrumbs and a half a cup of milk, and you're going to let those dissolve. Then you're going to add in a medium onion chopped very fine. Uh, I even use a grater. Uh, to do this by doing the breadcrumbs like this and the onion you're going to keep those uh, chicken meatballs really tender they're not going to dry out on you um, so that part is very important then you're going to add three cloves of minced garlic a fourth of a cup of fresh parsley that you've chopped one fourth of a cup of finely chopped sun-dried tomatoes a pound and a half of ground chicken or you can use turkey i prefer chicken you do you six ounces of whole milk ricotta and one large egg along with some grated parmesan cheese and some italian seasoning then you're going to make those uh, mix those meatballs up and make them and put them into the prepared bake sheet bake them for about 20 minutes and then i have a recipe for this creamy sauce that you're going to make with it it's almost alfredo like uses a little bit of bacon uh, butter cream parmesan some spinach and then you're going to serve that over your pasta of choice it is really a delicious meal that's good enough for company it's a baked chicken ricotta meatball check out that recipe by going to facebook type in janet's five and dine you'll find this recipe and all the recipes that we share brought to you by fnl market where their meats are a cut above before you fire up the coffee maker turn on the morning jam the morning jam You are listening to The Morning Jam. 866-916-3776 is our number. Of course, uh, a lot of people are mourning the, the loss of our our last original member of Leonard Skinner. If you uh, grew up listening to Southern Rock, Leonard Skinner was certainly on the playlist. It will forever be on the playlist of many of us. Guitarist Gary uh, Rosington was uh, the last surviving member. Uh, he died yesterday, and he was 71 years old. So kind of a, a end of an era there, for sure. Well, a Tennessee man says that he is going on a 100-day McDonald's diet to improve his health. Those of you who remember the Super Size Me documentary, uh, that really changed the way people thought about fast food uh, as did you watch the documentary Super Size Me? Yeah, I, I think most people did. It was it was pretty fascinating to see how uh, his health just completely deteriorated. Uh, his blood work was bad. Uh, of course, at that time, every time you would order something, they would be like, do you want to supersize that? And every time they asked him, he would do it. And that was part of the thing. Shortly after that documentary, McDonald's got rid of the whole supersize me. Uh, this Tennessee grandfather said that he predicts 
that he's going to lose weight and improve his cardiovascular health. And he says it's already working. Uh, His name is Kevin Magnus of Nashville. He is documenting his journey at Big Mac Coaching (laughs) with his first video posted on February 21st. He reported being down 13 pounds 11 days into his diet. All right, first of all, I'd just like to say women everywhere just want to punch him in the throat because men just Wait, is he just eating one? one? Well, I'll I'll get there. Um, He says, unlike most approaches to fast food meals, his thing is moderation and portion sizing. Got it. His theory is you can eat anything as long as it's in moderation and you watch your portions, which was my father-in-law's theory and and he's weighed a buck 35 for absolutely ever um so there you go he says uh he was a boxer and he wrestled in school and you have to cut to make weight so cutting the calories cutting the food in half if i eat three meals a day if i cut them in half and i seek the heat before i eat that's what he calls it that means i wait until the heat in my stomach says you're hungry Some people call it hunger. I call it my incinerator turning on to get rid of all the excess and burn off some of the fat off my body. Then I'll have the next meal. He, um, of course, everybody thinks they immediately start thinking about the Morgan Spurlock documentary where he only ate McDonald's for 30 days and cataloged its effects um, and then prompting McDonald's to get rid of the supersize thing. He gained 24 pounds, mood swings, felt terrible. Uh, This man predicts the diet will have the opposite effect. Also, that guy went from like never eating McDonald's to just eating McDonald's. Uh, I don't remember that much about it. He had had never eaten. He never really. He never ate fast food It doesn't like if he eats one meal a day at McDonald's and then doesn't eat anything else. Well, he says he's eating McDonald's exclusively. Yeah, so but it seems like he's just having like a Big Mac a day, and that's his only food. He said his his meal, his diet does not have a meal time regiment or meal measurements, but he will be cutting meals in half and saving the remainder for the next meal. Got it. And and he's going to eat when he's hungry, so it's not he's not just saying I'm just going to have three meals or whatever. Um, he's so he may eat, he may get breakfast, and he may eat half of that breakfast at breakfast time and then maybe he'll have a snack with the rest of, i don't know um he's predicting a 50 pound weight loss by the end of his 100 days well if he works like if he burns more calories than he eats then you're fine like it doesn't matter what you eat you'll theoretically lose weight will it be healthy well and that that's where i'm that's where i'm questioning i mean i don't know what kind of like calories you could have he's, other issues you could have cholesterol issues that that's really not dependent on weight well, cholesterol is dependent on weight, but like you could have cholesterol issues and still be losing weight. You can. There are people who are very thin who have high cholesterol for sure. Uh, he thinks his blood work is going to be better. He thinks his overall health is going to be better. Uh, when asked how I left over half McDonald's value meal taste, ooh, value meals, he says he takes the remaining half of the burger, microwaves it alongside a mug of water. The fries is and the issue. He does an air fryer for the fries or a dry skillet see i just don't i i just don't think 
I would lose weight, but it's because I would just go, you know what? Not eating is better than eating that every day. Um, after you've done it three or four days, your stomach will shrink a bit, and then you can just eat half, wrap up the other half. Uh, as far as is it going to kill me, I did the blood work at the beginning. We'll do the blood work throughout. My belief is it's going to improve the blood work throughout the whole process. I don't know that I believe the blood work is going to be better, but I mean, we'll see. I guess. I don't recommend this. I'm sure Dr. Harb wouldn't. <laughs> I don't know. I just think it's bizarre that anybody would do that. But who am I to judge you, sir? We'll keep track and see exactly what it looks like at the end of his 100 days. CNN boss ordered staff not to chase down COVID lab leak theories. Even as the pandemic unfolded, we've been covering this for a couple of weeks now with uh, the, the mainstream media just refusing to even talk about the fact that the virus, the COVID virus, came out of a, a lab, much less that was intentionally released. Uh, CNN, of course, referring to itself as the most trusted name in news. Okay. Uh, and launched its facts first campaign during the trump era but like many other outlets uh that's kind of gone by the wayside in light of all of these things that are coming out about this covid lab leak in recent days the theory that covid originated from a lab leak in the wuhan institute of biology has been embraced by fbi director christopher ray and there was quite the bombshell of a report that says the U.S. Energy Department believes it likely started in the lab. And, of course, that was expressed by top Trump administration officials from the onset. But CNN was spending a lot of time calling them racist for saying such things. In the early months of the pandemic, then-president of CNN, Jeff Zucker, would not allow his network to chase down the lab leak story because he believed it was a Trump talking point. And that's what happens when you let people live rent-free inside of your head and you start making decisions based on that. And that's true for, for any business. When you just start making decisions based on somebody or something that you just don't like, you're almost always going to make the wrong decision. Uh, people are waking up from the fog, said a CNN insider. It's crazy to me that we didn't chase it harder. Throughout Zucker's tenure, he pulled what was once widely seen as a straight news organization into an anti-Trump operation, for sure. They bent over backwards to knock down what former President Trump and members of his administration uh, said lending credibility to the lab leak theory as the White House was deemed a nemesis by the network. On March 28th of 2020, CNN's Oliver Darcy published a story headline, Here's How to Debunk Coronavirus Misinformation and Conspiracy Theories from Friends and Family. And they specifically offered advice about dealing with pesky loved ones who didn't believe in mainstream COVID-19 narratives at the time. This is going to have, this is going to, it's just adding to the credibility issue that people have had 
for ages. And some think that this could be a major push towards kind of completely undermining mainstream media, whereas people are, are never going to quite trust the mainstream media as, uh, as they once did, which is ironic considering that this was the day Walter Cronkite signed off as uh, Anchorman in 1981. We've come a long way, baby, and not in the right direction, it would seem. Coming up, we have got Bill Trefero. He's coming up from our Roanoke News Desk. There's a name and a voice you can trust. And uh, we'll get you all the information you need to get your Monday started here on The Morning Jam. Thanks for joining us. Keep our numbers handy, 866-916-3776. 866-916-3776. Listening to the Virginia Talk Radio Network, 100.9 WIQO Forest and 106.3 WMNA FM Greta Danville. It's time for your morning jam weather, brought to you by WDBJ7. The spring-like warmth will continue as we kick off a brand new work week. I'm meteorologist Bradford Ambrose. High temperatures near 70 this Monday afternoon with a mix of sun and clouds to a mostly sunny sky. Temperatures a little bit cooler on Tuesday with highs into the 60s, near 60 on Wednesday, lower 60s on Thursday. And then we're tracking our next weather maker as we head toward Friday with below normal high temperatures likely. And currently 42 degrees in Lynchburg, 42 in Bedford, 41 in Roanoke and Danville and Salem, 41 in Amherst and 42 in Athematics. Now, uh, you know, looks like things are going to get finally going to get cooler as we go through the rest of the week. But honestly, it just makes you wonder what's going to happen to, you know, some of our our orchards and things like that as we uh, as those temperatures if it really, really cools down, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Uh, Governor Glenn Youngkin says that um, he wants to ramp up nuclear energy and make Southwest Virginia the home of the nation's first SMR within 10 years. But apparently that's on hold for now. SMR stands for Small Modular Reactor. And it has hit a a roadblock of sorts with Virginia lawmakers. Um, Small modular reactors and nuclear is a great opportunity, Yunkin said during a trip to Southwest Virginia in December and uh, talking about Southwest Virginia being home to Virginia's energy for hundreds of years. Uh, But the plan hit a roadblock when the actual SMR bill itself did not get out of conference committee. Uh, They just couldn't get an agreement on exactly how to get it out of there. Um, Republican Delegate Israel O'Quinn says several of the other pieces of the puzzle, like education, uh, certification components, did pass. So the framework is in place, uh, and they expanded the role of 
Southwest Virginia Energy and Research Development Authority so that work can be done. That was that was done as well. So how far are we uh, from that? I yeah, I don't know. Uh, but uh, apparently, you know, the minute you say nuclear, that automatically gets some people uh, concerned. They they something they don't want to get involved in or um, but they are trying to get that back so we'll we'll keep an eye on that and, and see what ends up happening there but um i, I don't know i, I think it, we've got to do something to improve the energy and when you look statistically at some of the facts some would argue that nuclear energy is far safer than some other conventional uh options so i don't know uh, so you probably heard them talking earlier in the show about four Americans who traveled uh, into Mexico and they're missing, possibly kidnapped, they're saying. They drove across the U.S.-Mexico border from Texas. They were fired on, held at gunpoint, and possibly kidnapped. That according to the FBI. Uh, Special Agent Oliver Rich, who's in charge of the San Antonio Division, announced Sunday that the Bureau is seeking public assistance to locate four U.S. citizens who were last seen at the northern Mexican border, and they've been missing since the 3rd, so since Friday. So they uh, were driving a white minivan. It had North Carolina plates. Shortly after crossing into Mexico, unidentified gunmen fired upon the passengers in the vehicle. All four Americans were placed in a vehicle and taken from the scene by armed men. What on earth is going on? Investigators from the FBI and its federal partners, as well as Mexican law enforcement agencies, are assisting in the search for the victims. And apparently... um, this area of Texas and Mexico, right there at the border, is notorious for warring Gulf drug cartels. And it was so bad on Friday that the U.S. consulate issued an alert. The FBI has offered a reward for $50,000 for the safe return of Americans and arrest of those responsible. I just, I don't know. It just seems like that is getting more and more volatile. And, you know, I love Mexico. I love going to Mexico. But it's it's pretty scary. And even, even when I went before, um, they were super, super protective of Americans. And there is this misinformation in places like Mexico, South America, that if you're uh, American, then you automatically are worthy of kidnapping and your family's going to have millions of dollars. No. Not at all. We really cannot be naive when it comes to this. Uh, I consider myself a pretty savvy person. I don't think of myself as being naive. But I watched something this weekend that I want to share with you all because I think it's important, especially if you have kids who are in college, um, that I, I think it might be worth a watch for you. It's um, 
a documentary called The Dakota Entrapment Tapes is what it's called. And it's about a young man in North Dakota who could be your son. He could be my son. uh, Pretty shy kid. Very brilliant kid uh, who goes to college and, you know, spreading his wings there a little bit. And the police there in this in this town arrest him because he sold twenty dollars worth of pot and then I think forty dollars like to a friend. And then they convince him that he needs to be an undercover agent for them to be setting up other kids on this college campus for marijuana. And the kid ends up dead. And they've got all this stuff on film where where he's talking about, I mean, this is a 20-year-old kid, very sheltered, and he's saying, yeah, yeah, you'll probably do 40 years in prison. So, you know, what we're going to do is, you know, we're going to let you be an informant. And then he sends him out to go set up other college kids to buy pot. And then the kid ends up dead. And tells the kid, don't talk to your parents. Don't tell anybody about this. And the th- I think the thing that made me so angry about this whole thing, well, first of all, that this, that this kid was set up like this. But second of all, this guy ran for sheriff last year. The guy who set this kid up. He has seen no repercussions whatsoever. It is unbelievable to me and you know i'm not a fan of pot i'm not i i don't i i know i've never done it i don't think we're in a a place where it it should be legalized yet because i disagree with you on that but that's a different well and and i'm i'm okay with it being legalized trey but we're not we don't have the infrastructure to have it legalized i i agree with that i also think the fact that it's it is classified like worse than like opioids and cocaine and that's is what like the, that's what this t- well i don't know if it's classified no, as worse no it is because it's a level one in cocaine and opioids i, I think uh, opioids have moved to a level one but i'm pretty sure cocaine's a level two drug well all i know is we're not we don't have it if we're going to legalize it there are other things that should have taken place and there should be a better plan uh, to do that because we that's are why they originally see, said they wanted what six years to like phase it in yeah which ended up not not happening what fully legal next year but this kid literally lost his life because this guy wanted to get you know him to do his job for him yeah and he wanted his numbers to look good in the meantime opioids are completely through the roof oh but you got that 20 dollar pot bust it's just it's ludicrous to me and the other problem that i have with with marijuana is the way the way people talk about marijuana now is they act like marijuana is just like a cigarette and it's not just like a cigarette and and that you can joke about it but i have a friend i have more than one friend but i have a friend whose son completely went schizophrenic after overdoing marijuana it it can have and and the pot of today is not like the pot of the 60s 
Fair. It's not the same thing. And there are some kids who who get into it's it, it's just we're being very reckless with it. That's all I'm saying. Uh, but it is a fascinating documentary. If you have kids in college, it's important that you have conversations with them because if they get busted, because a lot of kids are going to try pot, especially now when it's just been so downplayed uh, about the dangers of it more kids than ever are going to think that it's like drinking a beer and so you've got to talk to your kids because they go on these campuses and then they try to you know scare these kids into thinking that you know it's like coke or opioids and then they end up in really dangerous situations it's fascinating it's called the dakota entrapment tapes if you get a chance you might want to um to to check it out I still cannot, still cannot fathom how this man that did this to this child, this sheriff, how he's not doing time, and 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 even went on to run for sheriff, and now he's got like some big job somewhere else. But uh, it's pretty crazy. We've got a caller on the line. Good morning. You're on the morning jam. Hi, who's this? Hey, how's it going? It's Chris. Hey, Chris, in Bedford. Hey, let's. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. Yep, Chris from Bedford. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about the smell of marijuana. Yeah. I, it's everywhere now. It is. You yeah. can even smell it on the interstate, which is amazing to me. That just tells me that people are driving and smoking it. <laughs> or, or, ex- and, well, that and, that's, and that's my point. That That's my point right there. We don't have any ways of, of, of testing people. You know, to see what kind of influence they're they're under driving a what car. Level, what level right. of high they are? Exactly. Right, right. So I yeah, just, I was on. We were we were leaving Lynchburg on four sixty, um, between airport and like the Wildwood. You know, the Seven uh, Eleven there on four sixty last night. Uh-huh. And we're just driving, and we can just smell it. And I'm like, <laughs> we're on a. You know, on a 65-mile-hour stretch of highway, there's no houses around. And it's like the only thing you can tell is somebody's driving and smoking. Yeah. Yeah, it's not good when you're <laughs> when you're getting a contact high on the on the uh, interstate. Wait a minute, didn't you is say it? it was near Seven Eleven? That m- it just might be from that. Then. <laughs> no, 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 it was before Seven Eleven, right? Someone's trying to get hot dogs or something. Well, you know, I had a listener fun. who um, who was telling me that she she has an apartment. She lives in a comp apartment complex and she says the the stench of of marijuana is is so bad that she worries about her children she worries about you know how much are they really breathing in because she says it's it's just thick in that area so i i can't i can't believe how potent the smell is and you know I, i just i don't I mean, I remember when I quit smoking cigarettes that I could just smell cigarettes on people. You know, it's been like 20 years since right. I smoked cigarettes, but but you can smell it. But man, it's got nothing compared to the marijuana smell. The I mean, skunky smell ridiculous. of pot. Uh, yeah. And then if you're yeah, really, really crazy. unfortunate, you'll get the pot patchouli combo, which requires me to take a Dramamine. So. <laughs> <laughs> that going for you oh goodness thanks for calling in this morning i appreciate it we'll be back with more on the morning jam 866-916-3776 is our number we'd love to hear from you on this monday
with a side of common sense? You want answers? Then you found the right choice. We are the Morning Jam. Start your mornings on the right foot and listen to the Morning Jam. Welcome to the party, pal. So the very quotable Bruce Willis there saying welcome to the party, pal. On uh, the Morning Jam, we are talking about Bruce Willis because he's been in the news, of course, a lot lately. Um, He has kind of disappeared from our public life uh, as he was uh, diagnosed with some uh, health issues. Uh, His wife now calling on the paparazzi to please cool it when addressing him uh, to please keep their space. Not only has he been diagnosed with the aphasia diagnosis, but he has also been diagnosed very recently with frontotemporal dementia. And um, his wife is asking the paparazzi to keep their space, please. I know it's your job, but please don't be yelling at my husband. Ask him how he's doing, woohooing, the yippee-ki-yays. They just don't cut it. I know he's quotable, but please stop. Give him space. Um, He was going to meet some friends for coffee, evidently. And uh, it was one of the few sightings that that we've had of of Bruce over the past few months. Uh, She's saying to please allow our family or whoever's with him that day to get him from point A to point B safely. That's my PSA. Willis reflected on uh, in the video on the difficulty and the stress that comes with looking after somebody with dementia. And, of course, this touches home with me because I dealt with that with my dad. She says, it's clear that there's a lot of education that needs to be put forth. Um, so this one is going out to the photographers and video people who are trying to get those exclusives. Just keep your space. She's been very open about her husband's condition. Um, They've expressed gratitude to her husband's fans for their support. Challenges with communication are just one symptom of the disease. It's painful, but at least we have a clear diagnosis now. And remember, Bruce Willis is only in his 60s. This, This isn't like, you know... This is this is early onset for sure. So I hope that they're going to be respectful of that. Meanwhile, back at the White House, Jill Biden says that testing the president's mental fitness is ridiculous at the age of, what, 82 now? She says uh, the president would never even discuss taking a mental competency test as has been suggested by uh, Nikki Haley. She's one that that brought it up for any politician older than uh, 75. Her comments come in the context of Biden's expected bid for a second term, which would make him 82 at his inauguration if he won re-election. In previous released interview excerpts, the First Lady said she's all in for her husband running in 2024. And pointed to his recent trip to the Ukraine, which included a nine-hour train ride from Poland. She said it was ridiculous. We would never discuss something like that. She, uh, she said that um, 
you know, we're facing so many things right now as far as racism and um, sexism and now ageism. Biden is the oldest person to ever serve as U.S. president. He said he intends to run in 2024. And um, Biden has faced questions saying it's legitimate for people to raise issues uh, about my age. It's totally legitimate to do that. And the only thing I can say is watch me. President's doctor called him healthy and vigorous following a routine physical. The White House said Biden had a cancerous lesion removed from his chest during the annual checkup, requiring no further treatment. I can't imagine that most jobs would not require some type of mental fitness testing. But they are not going to go there. But then again, I mean, Fetterman, Fetterman's like doing his job from a hospital bed where he admits he's got mental issues. But he's still business as usual. Um, it's just interesting to me when we have the story about Bruce Willis and the struggles he's having in his 60s, and then Jill Biden's coming out saying that, you know, he doesn't, it, that it's absurd for people to question his mental fitness. And all you have to do is look at the press conferences. The entire world is questioning his mental fitness. It's not just the GOP, Jill. The entire world is wondering what the heck is going on he cannot string a sentence together half the time so i i don't know it's pretty crazy uh coming up we are going to be having an interview i believe or maybe we're not sure okay all right we'll uh 50 50 50 50 all right well, well they haven't gotten back to me so all right well we'll we'll see if we have that, uh, if we have that coming up or not, um, we're going to take a look at some of the things going on in the Ukraine right now. I read over the weekend that despite the war in the Ukraine, it hasn't slowed down the women there getting plastic surgery. That was a weird headline. You would think that would be the last thing that you would be worried about in uh, war-torn Ukraine, but apparently they are, you know, a vain bunch. I don't know. We've got your local and regional headlines coming up with WDBJ7. We'll check that out very shortly. And uh, more of the information you need to get your Friday morning going here. Friday morning. Friday morning, Monday morning going. Uh, Idris Elba is uh, back in the news as well. He uh, refuses to call himself a black actor. He says, I'm just an actor. Why do I have to be a black actor? So he's kind of pushing back on that i love him i think michael b jordan just said recently like he doesn't want a role that's specifically written for a black like a black person like he he wants see they're gonna get beat up for that you know they're gonna they're gonna i need to see creed 3 i hear good things about it so now that whole franchise is so good really really good We'll have more coming up on the Virginia Talk Radio Network. Thanks for joining us. Keep our number handy, 866-916-3776.
It's time for your Morning Jam weather, brought to you by WDBJ7. The spring-like warmth will continue as we kick off a brand new work week. I'm meteorologist Bradford Ambrose. High temperatures near 70 this Monday afternoon with a mix of sun and clouds to a mostly sunny sky. Temperatures a little bit cooler on Tuesday with highs into the 60s, near 60 on Wednesday, lower 60s on Thursday. And then we're tracking our next weather maker as we head toward Friday with below normal high temperatures likely. And currently temperatures right around 50 degrees this morning for our, most of the listing area. We started out kind of chilly. We were like in the 30s when I first got up this morning. Upper 30s, but still a little bit chilly this morning. Uh, well, Virginia Lottery said one ticket matched all six numbers in the Saturday Powerball drawing. That ticket, which was uh, bought in Virginia, now worth an estimated $161 million. Wow. It was uh, bought apparently in Dublin at Gill Brothers. The co-owner said it's special to sell a big winner like that. And uh, what are the odds of having a jackpot on your birthday? He said, my employees called me and they said, hey, there's a uh, the lottery's here. We just sold a one hundred and sixty one million dollar jackpot. He said he thought they were joking. You weren't in Dublin, were you? Why is it always in like these little out of the way places usually where some of these big tickets are uh, are sold? So somebody somebody is going to be super happy this morning if they figure it out. So before we went into break, I was telling you about an article I read over the weekend about the women in the Ukraine. You would think if you're in a war torn area that you would just be focusing on on trying to survive but apparently uh the woman in kiev are turning a beauty practice into what they're calling an act of defiance and feminine resilience this is according to l magazine they're having plastic surgery work done during power outages and raid sirens refusing to let the war take away any more of their life or from them feeling confident in their outer appearance that is really bizarre to me. I can't imagine that being a priority. Can you imagine people in World War II going, yes, I know Hitler's coming, but I think I'm going to have a little work done. I just find that story very bizarre. Um, I I don't know. It, it, it hit me as being very, I mean, they're certainly welcome to do whatever they want to do but the picture that we're getting of the ukraine certainly isn't that women have the attitude or the financial resources to continue getting plastic surgery done i have to wonder if if you know these are just a a handful of people and l is kind of exploiting that i don't know in the meantime talking about plastic surgery actress mimi rogers has come out talking about aging naturally. She says, "This is my face. People need to deal with it. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna show up um, <laughs> with fish lips." She said. Now, Mimi Rogers is one of the few actresses out there who's who has stayed very active, uh, well into her 60s. She's 67 years old. Uh, she's been on things like Bosch. Um, and, and has been very active in her in her later years. Uh, she says she doesn't take that right away from anybody else, but she's not doing it. 
And she says she thinks it's a good time for older actors because uh, there's so much more high-quality streaming shows that's open some doors. And she says she hopes they're going to get away from the, the age of Hollywood where you had an old Cary Grant cavorting around with 22-year-olds. So, I don't know. Maybe it is better. I certainly hope so. Uh, Idris Elba says he is an actor. He's not a black actor. He is just an actor. Now, he is an actor that I, I really enjoy uh, his work. I think he's just super talented guy. But he's getting some pushback about that because he's refusing to kind of, I guess, paint himself in that in that light. He doesn't want just to be called a black actor. You were talking about um, another actor who said he's not interested in just doing roles that are written for and and a, a good role most of the time a good character is a good good character it doesn't matter you know what the, there are a lot of roles where it really doesn't matter what color they are uh he did kind of ignite a little bit of a firestorm uh when he told esquire that he has stopped calling himself a black actor because he felt like it limited his career the uh, Luther actor was immediately accused of renouncing his blackness. How does one do that exactly? He said, I feel as I get older, I'm 50 now. We all have fears of saying too much, oversharing. In the new interview, in this day and age, it's really difficult to have an opinion if you're in the public eye because it gets overly scrutinized, taken out of context, thrown into some sort of BS and a social media argument. He pointed to the controversy around his black actor comment as proof of it. Me saying I don't like to call myself a black actor is my prerogative. That's me, not you. So for you to turn around and say I'm denying my blackness, on what grounds? Where am I denying it? It's just stupid. You go. I agree. That leads me to our thought of the day today. If you missed it, I'm going to share it with you again. When people do not ignore what they should ignore, but ignore what they should not ignore, that's the true epitome of ignorance. And I think that's very true in a lot of ways. Very true. Hey, um, we've got NASA preparing for a future killer asteroid. There's good news for your Monday. You are welcome. It's out of this world. Uh, okay. Lord, deliver me. Asteroids have uh, long been a source of fascination and, and fear for some people. I mean, it's been the subject of movies and that type of thing. NASA has spent a lot of time and money researching how humans might prevent an asteroid-related global tragedy. The planet has been hit before, and uh, that's precisely the reason humans, and not dinosaurs, uh, sit on top of the planet's food chain. Uh, NASA confirmed that they have successfully tested a diversion technique designed to affect a potentially dangerous asteroid's trajectory. While the plan has been energized by the agency's DART mission, questions remain about just what humanity would do if our efforts did not work. NASA's plan to stop an apocalyptic asteroid tragedy involves sending a spacecraft to collide with an asteroid, thus altering its trajectory away from Earth. However, 
The mission relies on a number of factors, including accurate tracking of the path and the ability to accurately hit the asteroid with the spacecraft. If we don't get hit in the next hundred years, we'll be lucky, said NASA scientist Lindley Johnson. But on the other hand, the odds are not that high that we will. For residents of Virginia's Shenandoah Valley, the potential impact of an asteroid could be devastating. While the likelihood of a direct impact is extremely remote, the effects of an impact on the planet's climate and ecosystem could cause severe effects. The Virginia capital, northern and tidewater regions would have to worry about potential flooding from tidal effects, which could cause tsunamis. This sounds like a science fiction movie. Like they're laying it out for a science fiction movie. I mean, they're literally saying, what can Virginians do to prepare for an asteroid impact? Make sure you're right with the Lord. That's what you need to do <laughs> if an asteroid is coming. Pretty sure. Experts are recommending uh, having emergency plans, stocking up on food and supplies, staying informed. And it probably would not hurt to remind your elected representatives that it takes funding to turn NASA's plan for uh, planetary defense into a functioning reality. It's hard to make that a priority when you've got China and Russia talking. That seems more of of an imminent threat at this point. I mean, I could be wrong, but... I don't know. I'll try to talk you off the, the ledge coming up. This, this The news for this Monday has been super weird. Very weird today. It feels like Virginia is more like... It's a Mad Lib. It's something. I don't know what it is. It's, it's crazy. Uh, when we come back, we're going to take a look at some bills that are on their way to becoming Virginia law, just so you're updated on that. And we'll have some light news to end the show with on this Monday coming up here on the Morning Jam. Thanks so much for joining us. 866-916-3776 is our toll-free number. And you can also text us, which you all have been doing a lot of this morning. 434-248-0704. We appreciate your uh, being part of our Morning Jam family. The definition of the word jam. To pack something tightly. A machine seizing or becoming stuck. A sweet preserve made from fruit. A common sense radio talk show. The Morning Jam. Start your mornings on the right foot and listen to The Morning Jam. Well, it was number one on this day in 1965, the song that was uh, produced by Smokey Robinson and written by Smokey Robinson. Pretty cool there. Um, Well, there are quite a few bills that are going to be heading to to Glenn Youngkin's desk for final approval. Um, The 2023 legislative session is sending hundreds of bills 
that way. From gun storage to catalytic converter thefts to car insurance, uh, there's no shortage of bills that are going to impact Virginians if they are signed into law. Some of those include uh, college threat assessments when three University of Virginia students were shot and killed and two others left injured in the same incident. Um, the community left reeling. State Senator Steve Newman sponsored a bill regarding threat assessments at universities. This is uh, Senate Bill 910 proposes changes to the power and duties of the threat assessment teams at each public institution. Uh, There's another one on gun storage. That's House Bill 2387, which establishes a tax credit for individuals who buy certain firearm safety devices like a gun safe or a lockbox. There's House Bill 903. That is regarding hemp products, um, establishing regulations for the registration, packaging, labeling, and testing of retail facilities for regulated hemp products and requires permits for manufacturing industrial hemp extracts and food containing those extracts. Another bill taking aim at controlled substances is uh, Senate Bill 894, which adds specific chemicals to Schedule 1 of the Drug Control Act through a expedited, uh, expedited sorry, regulatory process by the Board of Pharmacy. Uh, these substances will be removed from the schedule after 18 months unless general law is enacted. And then South Bill 1438, which we've talked about here on the air, is uh, one that was introduced by Senator Richard Stewart, which prohibits the transfer or acquisition of agricultural land by foreign adversaries. The bill passed through the lawmakers and awaits Yunkin's signature there. Um, So there are a lot of changes that could potentially be coming. Um, Another bill requires an attorney for the Commonwealth to consult with a crime victim in a felony case to inform them of a proposed plea agreement and obtain their views. That's uh, Senate Bill 989. And then some car insurance changes that are coming. Um, That's Senate Bill 951 where Virginia drivers will soon legally not be allowed to use cars without insurance. Previous drivers could pay a $500 vehicle fee when registering their vehicle instead of having car insurance. So that's definitely a change that's coming there. There's also a telephone solicitation and uh, calls and texts, uh, one on youth literacy and workforce development in Virginia. So quite a few of, uh, of those bills that you might might want to be aware of here's something else that you might want to be aware of um and i've put this up on our on our facebook page so you'll be able to to check that out this is a kind of a technology note i guess we would say uh apparently there is a a little dot that is in the right hand side of your Apple, if you have an Apple phone, uh, there's an orange dot and in, in, on your iPhone. They're saying that's something you need to watch for and not ignore. In 2020, Apple released a feature for phones that let users know when their microphone or their camera is being accessed. 
Now, this is uh, part of the iOS 14 release, and it's been on iPhone ever since. This dot is right above where it tells you how many bars you have. So you've got your battery, you've got whether or not you're connected, and then you've got your bars. The dot is right above the bars. The goal of this feature is to prevent apps from spying on users. Of course, you got to pay attention to it. Uh, it displays either an orange dot, an orange square, or a green dot. If you see an orange dot, it means your phone's microphone is being used by an app. For example, you may notice it when you're recording something using a voice memo app. The orange dot will also appear when you're making phone calls or using Siri. It can also appear as an orange square if the differ differentiate without color setting is on. If you see a green dot appear in the top right corner of your screen, that means an app is using your iPhone's camera. It can also mean the app is accessing both your phone's camera and your microphone. For example, if you're using your camera app or Instagram to take a selfie or record a video, you'll see a green dot. If you want to manage these settings, you can go into settings, accessibility, display, text size, all that. And if you want to utilize the tool, you need to make sure your uh, operating system is updated to at least iOS 14. And then once that's done, you can find out what's being accessed and which app is doing the accessing by swiping into your control system. If you suspect an app is snooping when it shouldn't, you can uh, get the permissions and settings and get rid of that if that's a problem. So I put a link to that article up on our Facebook page if you would like to check that out. Well, a Florida eight-year-old ended up performing at a cheer competition all by herself because her team didn't show up. She's a little thing, too. Uh, Peyton performed the routine alone in front of a few hundred people at the Showcase of Champions cheer competition at the Florida State Fairgrounds. Nobody had come for whatever reasons that they had, and it ended up just being her that had shown up, said her coach. And I said, it looks like we're going to have to forfeit. But despite the team being absent, Peyton did not want to let them down. I didn't want my team to be disappointed of me for not going out there and showing up for them. So I made my decision. I wanted to go out there and I wanted to make my family proud and my friends proud, she said. Uh, she ended up winning the first place trophy, beating out two other teams. Well, it's easy to be in sync if you're the only one, I guess, maybe. <laughs> I don't know that that's fair. Uh, she said that everyone was just crying their eyes out. She hopes it inspires other kids not to be afraid and not give up. She said, uh, Jesus tells me to be brave. So I went out there and I was brave and I got a trophy. So there you go. Who is on a team and then they just don't, the whole team just doesn't show up. That is just, I don't think. We I, had that a lot with intramurals in college. <laughs> I, I was a supervisor for, uh, for intramurals. Like, and they just wouldn't show up. Oh my God. So many teams didn't show up and you would have to pay like, and so you'd forfeit or it'd be a double for like. Okay. So many teams, and you know, you you and your college, like it made more sense, I guess, in college, but still, like, yeah, uh, nobody was out there performing by themselves. It was annoying. Daylight savings time is coming. Uh, it starts on March the 12th, 
And a veterinarian said some pets are going to get confused by the change of time and it could affect their schedules. It does affect their schedules and I hate it. They say pets follow an internal clock and it overrides time and time changing policies. Basically, the animals don't care. Uh, In a news release, they say some dogs have a more potent internal clock than others. But she said even dogs that are not schedule dependent respond to human cues like alarm clocks, morning showers, the sound of pouring dry dog food into a bowl, jingling of car keys, starting of an engine, just to name a few. Uh, She suggested dog owners begin to gradually shift their dog's schedule at least a week ahead. So now's the time to start adjusting that a little bit. So that way you can uh, break up the, the difference into smaller intervals. I will say, because of Mark's work schedule, it's so, I mean, it changes so much. I don't know that they will, they will notice it maybe as much. The littles are going to notice it because they're always with me and, and they're going to be like, what the heck, mom, why are you getting up now? Because they prefer this time. Probably because I prefer this time. Uh, they also say that daylight savings time can have long-term effects, not just with people, but with pets too, as far as, uh, as their health. Can, uh, they're, they're saying it can be linked to depression in pets. What? Hmm. We'll be back tomorrow. Hope you have a great Monday. Thanks for listening. You're listening to the Virginia Talk Radio Network, 100.9 WIQO Forest and 106.3 WMNA-FM Greta Danville.